Okay, here we go. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's been a little bit, as you could tell, right? But we're back. Episode 7, um, Dig Deeper on King Talk. You already know who I am. I'm Ricky, and we got user right here. What's good? You know, What's thing. good? We back. Um, so basically, like I said, you know, it's been a little break, um, but everything, you know, breaks are always good, you know, taking a little relaxed time. But a lot of the things that I got or what people were saying is we really... You guys really didn't know who we were, why we thought the way we did or, or why we take a certain stance on certain questions or the way we feel about certain things. Uh, so really what I want to kind of go into is just real quick, kind of like how we kind of grew up mm -hmm. and how we got to where we are today. You know what I'm saying? Maybe things that you did or whatever without going too deep. I know we can go. I all mean, day, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it short and simple. You know what I'm saying? My mom's a single mom of seven kids, raised the hell out of us. Um, I'm the middle child, so I happen to be the more problematic one. I was the one in the most shit. I was the one that's been arrested. I was all the above. So, I mean, for me, my mindset's a little bit different. Um, my mom's first marriage was with my father. Um, that didn't work out. Uh, he was He was absent. You know, I don't mean to speak bad on him. He did pass away, so... Uh, he was absent. Um, my little sisters, um, they're, they have a different dad. Um, so, you know, my mom ain't had the luckiest, you know, pick. Right. If that makes sense. Um, she's a really good woman, pure heart. I can't say really anything bad about her. She raised, I, like I said, she raised seven kids. We were, we weren't accustomed to like having, like, she never brought a guy around us, um, she never brought alcohol around us, never brought any drugs, like legit hardworking woman that really lived for her kids. So, I mean, that that kind of that kind of goes to show like, you know, why I feel a certain type of way or why I feel, you know, I guess the way I do when it comes to females, you know, and, and just seeing like even somebody with the purest of heart, you know, get put through all that stuff. So that's kind of like my backstory. And that's why I'm, you know, I'm team females. OK. Okay, that makes sense. Well, for me, I'm also the middle child. Um, I'm probably the least problematic, though. How the fuck did that happen? I don't know how that happened. Shit, that shit um, skipped me. But I'm also, like, the most distant from my family, though. Okay. Um, there is six of us. There's two older than me, and I'm the middle one. I share the middle with my younger sister, and then there's two younger ones as well. Okay. Um, and, you know, I'm from New York, upstate New York, so not the city, but... I would like to say, like, if people were to look at my life from the outside, they're like, oh, did you live a great yeah. you know, childhood growing up? Um, I did not live with my mom. I was from a broken family. I lived with my dad um, and about 15 years old. That's when I found out he wasn't my dad. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, so it, it took a little bit for me. And I'm actually sharing a lot of vulnerable stuff this episode just because I want people to understand mm -hmm. more so where I come from and why I think the way I do. Um, so yeah, when I was 15, I found out he kind of just shot me to the curb. Uh, never talked to him since then. Um, he's kind of just, the only thing that I have from him is his name. That's it. I'm, okay. I'm a junior to him. Um, when I was 23, I met my real dad. Um, and I do have a relationship with him now. It still is difficult only because now that I'm older, it's a lot harder. It's kind of like I've been through so much of my life mm -hmm. without anybody. 
now to kind of allow somebody to fill that you know it void fall, again father, is kind of yeah that father definitely difficult that, that's that that makes me kind of like curious like as far as so how did that happen because you said you you know you didn't you weren't living with your mom you were living with your pops you know what i'm saying so how did that if you don't mind me asking i might yeah, be yeah. It. how no, did that how did about. that how did she allow that to happen knowing that that wasn't his son Oh, so from my mom's perspective, mom, I love you to death. Um, I'm hoping she doesn't see this episode, but if I know she did, you just got done getting off right? FaceTime with her. <laughs> um, basically, I think she was nervous about. I think she had like a possibility in her head, like it, that probably is the case. But I mm -hmm. think she was nervous to try to find out. Yeah. So uh, how how did how was it brought so to finding out? Actually. I kind of had one of those like Cinderella type of stories in a sense of like, I lived in a beautiful home. Yeah. Upstate New York. Um, and my dad worked all the time. So we kind of, we had, like I said, we had 18 acres of land, yeah. like two acres of it was open. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at it from the outside in, but, um, my stepmom for sure drove a lot of that into my dad at the time. Um, in terms of like, He's That's, not really your son. Yeah. Look at him that you guys don't really look alike for years. Um, she came into my life when I was four years old. Okay. That's when they started about three or four years old. That's when they started dating. Um, like I said, until I was 15, I remember the day she was actually the one who confirmed it, that he wasn't my dad. It wasn't ever him. So, so he, she took like a DNA test or something like that. Yeah. When I was 11 or 12, we went up to Kentucky. Mm -hmm. I remember, and I was seeing like, because I was always like by myself in the house, mm -hmm. I would watch a lot of like Maury or mm -hmm. shows like that. And I remember getting into this building and there was like just posters of, of, are you the dad? And it was like, oh, and I was like, man, I've seen shows like this. Like I know what this is about. And I remember them doing the cotton swab and everything. Oh, so you was on Maury. No, no, no. It wasn't on Maury. Oh no, no, shit. No, no, I was, no, no, was no, going to no, say, no, pull no, the episode no. up. <laughs> no, it wasn't no, I'm on just Maury. Around. Um, it was just the posters that just reminded me of everything. And so they did the swab and he was just like, oh no, that's just for like a medical test. And that's why mm -hmm. they did that. But I had it in the back of my head for years. And for years I would ask like my cousins and stuff like, hey, like, do you think it's weird? Like I would try to bring it up to see if anybody would leak anything. And some cousins did. They'll be like, well, I mean, we heard some things, but like you know, nothing's ever yeah. really been confirmed. And then, so I kind of already had an idea. And it was, like I said, I was 15, I was at home. And the way they did it, like I, it's frustrating to think about it Do you feel it like it was, it was, um, it was started by your stepmom? Oh, a hundred percent. okay. Like, so I was in the kitchen, I was eating top ramen. So if we ever see her, it's Faze on site, Oh, yeah, right? yeah, a hundred percent. All right, 100%. <laughs> now, hey, I'm a um, girl, I can slap a bitch. I was, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm about to get hit with this thunder. Doom, doom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bing bong. Hey, good night. <laughs> How was your, your sleepy nah, time? So we was, I was eating top ramen. I remember it was like afternoon lunch. And the way they did it, the way she would set things up is they would eat and then I would eat by myself. Like I never ate with them, never ate dinner with them. She's nothing. fucking a weirdo. Yeah, it was things like that. Like it was a lot of things. And I remember that day I was eating and she said, you know, one day you're going to find something out that you're going to end up having to move with your mom. And I, for some reason that day I was just, I had enough of it. I'm like, you know what? I had enough. And I just looked at her and I said, I already know he's not my dad. And her heart dropped. Like I could tell like, by her facial expression, mm -hmm. she was like, oh, she was like, listen, I never told you that. Like she freaked out. I never told you that. We never talked about it. Don't tell your dad. I didn't tell you anything like whatever. Um, 
And then that next day was my last final in ninth grade. And after mm-hmm. like you're done with your final, you can you're yeah. done with school. And I remember I came back home after that and all my stuff was packed. He had already packed everything. It was kind of like he was waiting for that. Like he was waiting for me to know so that it made it easier on him for him to make the separation. Oh, dad getting slapped too. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he's older now. It is what it is. I feel like. Has I'm, he tried to like reach out to you or anything? Nah. Nah? Nah. He's a, I, I couldn't imagine, like, despite not knowing if that's my kid or not, like, I couldn't even, like, you know, being gay and stuff like that, I've always been open to, like, if the woman I was in love with, you know, I would raise their child as if it was mine. So that's mind-blowing to me because I know, you know, a lot of people personally, like, who being who's raising the child that's not even theirs. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's crazy to think you you could raise somebody for 15 years and then just pack up their shit because they don't have the same DNA as you. But you got to look at like a lot of his work ethic and stuff like that like that was instilled in you. So it, it's it's mind blowing for me. Right, right, right. And I feel like I definitely will give him credit in the sense of there is a lot of things that I did learn from him. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was positive or negative in the sense of how yeah. to treat a certain situation. And was crazy to me was even though he was so quick to shun me out of his life um i had a stepsister who was two years older than me and man she was like the princess to him mm-hmm. uh, and after i left the house a year later he gave her his last name so it was so confusing to her. me yeah it was like damn you could have done that same type of behavior with me but you decided to do it for somebody Did, else. have you ever thought about changing your last name yes yeah. I have. Um, but at the end of the day, I feel like I can make it an identity of itself. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I can pass it on to my kids, hopefully when I do have kids. Yeah. But I, I mean, um, to make it a different, I mean, in my personal opinion, I think one that can explain a lot just from me knowing you one-on-one. Um, I think, and this might be far-fetched because you know, you might be like, nah, fuck that. But I feel like even though you think you've come to terms with that situation, I feel like you should give him a call and let him have it and and leave that shit dead it completely. I thought about it, you know, but I feel like sometimes this is where I mean, it might get a little deep because yeah. it's still very touchy for me. Um, oof, this might take a little bit for me. Sometimes I feel like I still look for his approval and who I am as a man. And that's why I said, if you're going to dead it, dead yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? How old are you now? 20, 28. You're 28. So it's been... It's been ten years. Chances are he didn't have another kid, did he? Nah, nah, he's nah. older. So, so he don't he don't have another kid. So, um, I think that that is something that you you should do just for the future. You know what I'm saying? Like, because uh, people don't really realize. Like, I could tell you I've healed over half the shit I've been through, and I, I mean, if I if I half the shit I haven't healed over, it's because I've never come to face with it. You know what I'm saying? So, and I feel like at minimum. Um, you know, 15 years, I can understand three, four years, maybe five, six years. That would still tear me apart to have to walk away. But, you know, like, I I think that that might honestly be something, you know, just in the future to look into just so any trauma you still hold from it, because even though it made you who the man, who you are today, the man you are today, it could still have negative effects. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so therefore I would just, you don't even really realize how much you're holding in until you let it go. Yeah, you know what and I'm I feel saying? that's what I feel like I'm at the age now where even and to go into, you know, our first question in the sense of like um, when you're in a broken home or when we both come from broken homes, where did we find our influence of love from? 
And for me, I didn't. You know what I'm saying? My mom, like, I love her to death, but only the oldest two have the same dad. There's mm-hmm. six of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so she also didn't have too much luck when it comes mm-hmm. to her love life. And her, like, anger and her willingness to, like, turn up, I get that from her as well. Like, And, and I've definitely pulled back from that a lot throughout mm-hmm. the years, but I can see how she just had so much built-up anger, and I think because of her childhood as well. Um, and then, like I said, my dad, like, just the fact that you can leave me like that as, at that age at that where I'm really learning to and become I mean, a man. You can't really, and I, I don't know the exact details of the story, but you can't necessarily even blame that on your biological father. No, Because no, no. did he even know? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, and that and that's a big thing. And there's part of you, you know, I, I mean, I, me thinking about being in your shoes, I would be like, damn, like, how would I have turned out if I was, I mean, I could think about that right now. Like, how would I have turned out if my father was in the picture mm. or my stepdad? You know what I'm saying? Because I was close to my stepdad. My mom brought him here from Morocco. You know what I'm saying? And that's when both my little sisters were born. And, um, like, I was like, what would have happened, you know what I'm saying, if not? So, in a sense, what I'm trying to, like, sum up is, is, like, all these wounds we've had over the years have made us who we are today. Yeah. The Yusra you guys know is not the Yusra that would have happened if my father stayed in my life or my mom got the proper type of love. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, and people just have different ways of expressing it. So some people that have been hurt, they want to hurt others. Right. And then some people that have been hurt don't want to hurt others because they don't want to ever inflict that pain mm-hmm. on people. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of goes to show like, you know, we could go, we could go on and on about, you know, the deep shit, the shit I've been through. I mean, man, like I could, you, it wasn't even like my mom was an outstanding mom. She was great. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, she did everything. And, and even though she didn't have much like financially and stuff like that, if we asked her for something, she might to- have told us to like, you know, fuck off for a second, but she would never, she would she would end up getting it for us yeah. you know what i'm saying like it, it was a lot like my i really didn't see a change into my like from my mom until like my nephew passed away um my eldest sister's firstborn son passed away um and that that is really what tore our family apart um for the time being but it also brought our family very close together okay and like sibling wise we've always been close but you know, something like that is just like, and I, and I explain this to people and I guess this is one of my downfalls, you know, like my, one of my best friends are like 10 plus year, his dad just passed away and he, I used to call him pops because that's how he used to treat me. And I cried a little bit, but I, it's hard for me to cry, you know, because like when you bury your nephew, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there, there's not much else. You know, there's, there's, he's a year and eight months. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not much else you could really do after that to me to like really cut me deep. You know what I'm saying? So, and I don't mean that in a messed up, you know, sense. Um, First time I seen my father in five years was in a casket. You know what I'm saying? When we had to, my brother and my mom had to fly to Jordan and pull him down here. And this was three years ago, almost three, probably uh, four, almost four. But yeah, so like, I'm not crying. I promise you guys, I'm just, you know, talking, (laughs) but like, so, so there's, you know, there's that pain, but there's that numbness, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, and some people, they numb in different ways, you know? And I, and I guess that's like, 
you know, kind of, you know, and we've been through a lot else as a family. Now we're closer than ever. I mean, I'm at my sister's house at least three or four times a week. Like, you know, we're close. We're, we're really close. We have our, our hiccups where we, you know, bump heads. But other than that, the only one that, you know, we're close with from a distance is my eldest sister. Um, but we're still close. I still talk to her on a day-to-day basis. So, I mean, pretty much my family, like we've grown together and like, you know, I, I love that. And everything that we've been through has all been trials and, you know, we're standing where we're standing today because of them. Yeah. You know? And that's what I feel like is important for people to understand is that you need to be able to take the trauma and the things that you've been to mm-hmm. and, and turn it into something positive. Exactly. There's a lot of people that use it as a, as a, a leech or like just another reason or, oh, why well, I do this because of this? Yeah. Or I do this because this happened to me. Yeah. And I feel like for me, I do that, but in a positive way. Like I knew that I had to be the first but, one to graduate. But see, that's what I'm saying, though, is something like that. It takes time. Mm-hmm. I fucked up. I fucked up. Yeah. I fucked up. I did everything. I'm not going to snitch on myself, but I had <laughs> done everything in the motherfucking books before I even hit 18. You know, and I and I hit a, you know, I'll, I, I'll keep it a buck with y'all, like, on some real G shit. I smoked meth for eight months. You know what I'm saying? 160 pounds. You know, you want me to keep it a buck with you, and people are like, oh, where does all this, you know, knowledge and shit like that come from? It's not because I'm sitting here, you know, it's based off life experiences. You know what I'm saying? I'm pulling myself out. I reached out, and I was in a really toxic relationship, and I'm not going to blame it on her because it was mine, but I was looking to for her to give me a reason to stop you know what i'm saying when it came down to it i reached my my hand out and my family was there put me on a put me on a plane move me to hawaii you know what i'm saying when i I was in hawaii i enlisted in the army and my life's been changed since then i realized in the army not all attention is good attention you know what i'm saying there's a lot of stuff i took out the military but i didn't fucked up and fucked up and fucked up and i continue to fuck up still to this day You'll never have, you know, them cheat codes that everybody right. pretends they have. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's, see, like for me, mine was more so like, and then we'll, we'll get into a lot of the relationship stuff like we always do. But mine was relationships. I couldn't, I was so neglected growing up that any attention once I figured out who I was and I'm like, oh yeah, it's, it's pretty riggy time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like any attention that I got. I was I was loving it, yeah. Um, because I was feeling for that before, and it came to the point where I struggled to keep a relationship, yeah, because of the constant. Oh, I want the tension from here and here and here. When at the end of the day, the tension was always right there. Well, see, also too, when you're so used to people coming in and out your life, um, you don't know who's for real. And I'm not trying to justify anything that you've done because I don't know to the mm-hmm. extent of it, but that could be a problem too. You know what I'm saying? Is that so, so many people come into your life and they're just so temporary. You don't know who's permanent. And sometimes you lose that, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that way. And so you don't really know, like I can meet you right now and never talk to you tomorrow. Or I can meet you right now and be friends with you in 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so, and that goes for relationships. I could start dating you. I could be married today and divorce tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, not that that's going to happen. Cause I will. And they can use this in court get her ass you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'll use this shit. y'all can use this shit in court that that girl not going nowhere all right <laughs> but you know what i'm saying like 
just to kind of like give people like, you know, that's a big thing. And, but if you have a temporary mindset, you're never going to have anything permanent. And that's what it was. That's what I had to learn. And I feel like these last two years for me has been that time for me to be like, damn, I need to focus and I need to face, you know, the trials that I, and the tribulations that I dealt with that I had not dealt with in my uh, younger years. And for the first time in 12 years, and I know it was a long time, so I'm apologize to my mom, uh, but I stayed away from my family for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to go see them. Didn't want to go to New York. I refused. Um, and they missed a lot of things because of that. Cause mm-hmm. of me, they didn't go to my high school graduation. they never saw me in a Marine Corps uniform and I did eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, never saw anything. Um, and this past September, I said, you know what, it's time for me to go back. And I went back and to this day, my mom, and you just saw, she just called me right before the mm-hmm. show. She calls me every day. She texts me every day. And there's not a day that she doesn't say I love you. Mm-hmm. And I never got that growing up. Well, well, the thing is, too, is with these, you got to remember. And that the reason that's kind of like why I bring up, you know, reaching out to him and letting him know mm-hmm. is because, you know, everybody wants to be the perfect parent. Right. But nobody's ever going to understand how to be the perfect parent. I could look in right now into a family and see the dad and the mom or the mom and the mom, the dad and dad. I don't give a shit to you. You know, the dad and dad might not be something that's you know, how the hell, you know, the kid being raised, everybody has a different viewpoint. But the problem is, is that people try to love their children like they weren't never loved, like they weren't loved. And doing that, you forget about the ways that you were loved. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so those aren't really necessarily enforced. So, and and we can get into like the, the nitty and gritty when it comes to like, you know, raising a child. I don't personally have a child, but I have all these ideas of how I want to raise my child. Right. You know what I'm saying? But they may not align. You know what I'm saying? All I, what people need to really like think about, especially when it comes to children is, and this is a big point. Like I see people and I don't necessarily agree with people's ways of raising their children. You know what I'm saying? But it's because I believe you should raise your child to be a good person and to have like a big heart and be able to, you know, have like understand that life is not, you know what I'm saying? You're never just going to have everything down, down packed. Right. Everything's never, no, nothing's ever going to be perfect. There's not a list. Exactly. Like, grab the thought on how to press this button, this and, button to get and, that. And I have that conversation and you know, I know, I know this is jumping a little off topic. I have that conversation with my wife and I talked to her and like, you know, we had a discussion the other day. We were talking about religious wise. So, you know, religious wise, she's Catholic. Um, I was raised Muslim. And, um, so, you know, kind of going into that, it's like, how are we going to raise our children? Mm. And so I told her and I made this clear to her and she agreed. Um, I was just like, I want them to know God, but I don't need them to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, we, we don't, we don't need to go into like Jesus Christ is God. Mm-hmm. They just need to know God. And I, and I, I go over those conversations. I'm like, Hey, like I want to, I want them to learn every religion. At the end of the day, you could raise a child a hardcore Muslim for 18 years. And then their 19th birthday, they're like, I'm a Christian now or vice versa. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I feel like all that stuff's important. And as I've gotten older, I've realized like, you know, my mom did a lot of great things. You know what I'm saying? Seven kids is a lot of fucking kids and they're yeah. all in your house. You know, they don't go to their dads on the weekend. There's no break. She is going at it 
24 hours out of the 24 hours in the day, seven days a week. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And she sacrificed any bit of happiness she had. You know, you know, most parents, they go out, they go out, hang out with their girls. You know, no, she would take us with her. You know what I'm saying? Our godparents and stuff like that. My aunt's house and my aunt's the same way. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I, I didn't see a woman sacrifice everything. everything. So it's hard for me when I don't see women doing that. Now, you know what I'm saying? I'm a I'm a comment on that. And then I got a question that's actually going to roll into that. So I do agree, with, you know, with what you're saying, especially like, you know, how to raise a child. But I think. What a lot of people tend to say a lot is I want to give my child everything I didn't have. Exactly. And then it goes back to what you said. You forget the things, the structure and what you did have that you still need to instill in them and then give them the stuff that you didn't have. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's why a lot of kids like there's a lot of parents now like, oh, my kid's so spoiled and they don't get it. They're very rude and disrespectful because you never taught them that. Mm -hmm. You didn't take the time to teach the structure that you did learn. Plus add the other stuff. Yeah. That's super important. And then back to this is probably like our first discussion in a sense. A female, and I'll give the background, a female when is they're pregnant mm-hmm. or they find out they're pregnant, there's a lot of ways in which that can be gone or they're the, either way, the decision is theirs, right? They can get a plan B, abortion, adoption, child support, whatever, anything mm-hmm. with none of the uh, a male consent. Now, my question is, and I want to see what you have to say with this, is do you think men legally should be able to get a financial abortion? Meaning that before I say like within the first month or two of them finding out that the baby is, that they have, they're having a baby, they legally sign a document that says I want a financial abortion. So my answer to that and... I'm not trying to sound fucked up right now, but the problem is when it comes to that is that that wouldn't even be a topic if men haven't been so absent or willing to leave or not or not play that role. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So many times you think about it. Half the women I know with children, I want to say more than that. I want to say about 75, 80 percent, probably even higher than that of the women I know that have children are not with their baby daddies. You know what I'm saying? And their kids are with them five or six days a week. And the the baby daddy gets them one time a week. My thing is, if you don't want it, so so for instance, if I don't want to go broke, I'm not going to spend all my money. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to have a child, wrap your dick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Point blank period. Other than that, you got to know, as soon as that motherfucking semen leaves your damn dick, Bro, that right. shit is not right, yours right. no more. It's not your. It's now, not your decision. I definitely agree with you, but you know, I gotta, I gotta give the the opposite uh, perspective in this yeah, sense, right? So there's, like I said, there's such a there's a safety net regardless for a female. It's right? a condom because there's there's gonna be well even in a sense, right? So let's say I do want the baby, but she doesn't want the baby. Yeah. Without my decision, she could do whatever she wants. Yeah. Right. So it's like it's still a lose lose, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to be in this child's life. This is what I want. But you're saying, oh, no, I'm not having this baby. I'm not ready for the baby. You know what I'm saying? So then that's where the more so where it comes in. And, I, like, and I can see how I choice? can see how it contradicts. But honestly, if a woman aborts a child is because she's truly not ready for that child. And, and, and I don't mean that 
for a man, a man will, you know what I'm saying? From what I'm tracking, you know what I'm saying? A man will nothing a girl just to get her pregnant just so she can't go out back out in the streets. And that's a, that's a laughing joke on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? TikTok. I see the videos all the time. Like, uh, did you not? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, it's a joke <laughs> until it's no longer a joke. Yeah. And then you're saying, oh, well, you're not allowing me to make that decision. Basically, the way relationships are, rent, are run nowadays, men run, you know, the relationship for the most part, um, especially in an unhealthy relationship. So that's the only thing they cannot take away from them. And it's like, you know, I feel like women are so okay with having children because they're craving that love that they're not getting or they didn't get as a child. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So do I feel like that lands in the right place? Yes, I do. Because I was raised by my mother. You know what I'm saying? And and we would have ended up in foster care if my father was in charge. Well, this is my thing You know what too, I'm saying? Like, so yes, I'm going to be biased. This is my thing too, because I definitely agree. Like, just so everybody knows. Um... Either way, I think it's a lose-lose. The fact that yeah. you can sign that paper and then you know, like, f whenever it is, whenever that baby's born, you know that that baby's still out there and that's yours, but you signed a document so that you have no type of affiliation, I think is already a lose. Like, for me, I would feel some type of way. You know, so I feel like either way, like, even if that was a thing that did come about, I just don't see how anybody would even want to exercise that. Yeah, but I mean, for the most part, you got to remember, like, I see I see more single moms and I see single dads. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I want to talk, it's in the high percentage. You know what I'm saying? I want to say it's 90 to 10 ratio. You know what I'm saying? It's very rare that a man steps up and takes full responsibility. But so, there are some out there. There is. There. I, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm putting that out there. I'm not saying, you know what I'm saying, every guy is like this. No, I do not hate men. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I know it'll come off like I always got the women's back and stuff like that. But people got to understand I didn't watch this shit. And one thing about me, I observe everything. You cannot, you can walk in the room and I'll know something wrong with you. You know, it, it's like... I look at everything I've seen, everything, and to be honest with you, the morals that we've set, you know, it was already bad back in the day, you know, like in the 90s and shit like that where, you know, men were just leaving, you know, right. the woman to raise a child. But I think more so now, look at the type of people that these young men are looking up to. Yeah, no. They looking sure. up to future. They're looking up to all these motherfuckers with Words, 10 baby yeah, mamas yeah. And, and you know what I'm saying? And it's a joke. So if a woman decides she wants to keep a child or she wants to get rid of a child, I feel like that does that does dictate her. Because you can tell her you want the child today, y'all break up, and then you go fuck around. You're you doing your own thing. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, she pushed that baby out. She created that bond with that child. You know what I'm saying? So she should have jurisdiction. I think every state that allows you know mother to have right away is absolutely correct. Unless you can prove that the mother's unfit. Which is incredibly hard. Exactly. It's not. Actually, it's really not. It, it's actually pretty easy. And I'm not going to lie to you. If you have a, if you have the right lawyer, it is, it, it's not even just the right oh, lawyer. You I'm know? about to say, yeah, the right lawyer comes yeah, with the exactly. right money, though, too. No, You're no, but, but for, for the most part, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that's such a, you know what I'm saying? That's, that, you know, we might not see eye to eye, and I might not see, you guys might not see eye to eye with me, or, you know, whatever the situation may be, but. You know, I, I, I didn't see a lot of single moms love their children unconditionally. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see moms that are in relation. You know, the, the mother just runs it. 
Yeah. You know, you could do without a father and that's what society has taught us. You, but you can't do without a fucking mother. You know what I'm saying? You th- go look at these NFL players, NBA players, all these other, you know, a lot of the most successful people were raised by just a woman. Right. No, I think, I mean, I will never downplay the responsibility mm-hmm. of a woman in anybody's life. And I feel like we can go back to the basis of just the brand itself, you know, King Talk and King Walk. Like, it's about being a man and being vulnerable and, you know, being in charge and being the head of the household. But at the end of the day, I always say this. We cannot turn our head without the neck, meaning the woman. And they do run it. They 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 really do. And I yeah. think it's powerful in how much a woman can do and how much they can stand and how much they've evolved and just their responsibilities in society yeah and, um, and, and and this also comes from a standpoint i know i hold myself in like the more masculine you know role and i do you know what i'm saying but i'm also still a woman you know what i'm saying and that's not something that i'm you know like i'm proud to be a woman you know what i'm saying like i come with a different set of knowledge I, i'm not coming i'm coming from like i'm coming to you with like a guy's viewpoint and people are like how do you even have that viewpoint you know what i'm saying well, I didn't watch y'all. You could learn how to build something by watching something. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't watch. I didn't. I didn't did my. I didn't did my time. You know what I'm saying? Like absorbing, seeing how people, you know, act. And I've chose to go the opposite way. You know what I'm saying? And I've chose. There's times where I choose my my. You know, my woman, the woman in me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's times. There's times where I choose the more masculine side. You feel me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when a motherfucker think I'm playing, I'm, I'm going to get masculine on your ass. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But there's times too, where, you know, I'm trying to understand my emotions. Hell, it might just be that time of the motherfucking month, but see, like I, it's, it's kind of bad because like I've routine myself into being so masculine in a sense, like I'd be knowing like, you know what I'm saying? Like that shit ain't even, it don't even phase me now, even when it come to, you know, periods and shit like that. Like, cause that's real life. Mm-hmm. You know, I look like a nigga, but no, bro, I ain't gonna lie. I, you so know what I'm I saying? Forget, I, I be forgetting <laughs> that, you know, you still have to go through that shit. Yeah, exactly. And I, and that's I the thing though. Forget. And I always make a joke of it. I'm like, I actually made a TikTok and it went viral. That shit was hilarious when it was, I had like a, um, a duffel, like my little Louis Vuitton cross bag on. And I was like, uh, when all your homeboys got Glocks, but you just on your period. And I pull out a tampon, that shit went viral. You know what I'm saying? That's but hilarious. It, it's, it's funny, but it's, it, it isn't because like, I tell my wife, I'm like, what happens if I acted like you when you're on your period? You know what I'm saying? And that's the shit that's like, damn, like, you know what I'm saying? Like if I was really like that, I don't know how the fuck I could be lesbian. Yeah. You know, well, I know, I mean, I wear a size 13 in men's, but you know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. You feel me? Like I like to make light out of things and I know I'll be joking a lot and, and shit like that. But, you know, I've took my time. I've dug deeper. You know, I've went through a lot of shit in my life. You know what I'm saying? And, and so people, they come around me and they know I make jokes of shit and all this other stuff. But also people that really know me when they come around me, they know they're going to get some solid advice if they need it. No, for sure. And I'll yeah. definitely second that. Um, and I definitely want to go into this, probably two more questions and we could do our, that's, that'll be it for our part one. But, um, basically for you, what was, what moment in your life you felt like, or what time period in your life you felt like you transitioned from being a girl to a woman? So I, I that's. 
that's that's a hard question to answer because I feel like I'm still transitioning mm. and I feel like you don't ever stop. And I feel like the day you think you stop, do I, I mean, probably when I, when I joined the military, I learned about paying bills and being on time and super attentive shit like that. But then, you know, there's now like, I could tell you all this shit I've learned over the six, like the past six months. So I feel like your downfall in being who you truly are is thinking that you're done growing or right. you're done transitioning. Because as soon as you think you're done transitioning, motherfucker, you ready to go back in that cocoon you're again. Comfortable. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm just coming out of one. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, you want me to keep it a buck with you? I ain't so worked in, in almost two years. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so th there was a lot of stuff I had to figure out. And I felt like even when I was on here doing the podcast, y'all would never know. But I felt like I had a great cloud over my head all the time. And it, and it, and, and, and that's because I wasn't ready to transition. And so I feel like I'm at a point right now where the moves I'm, I'm, I'm making is really going to make me transition. But guess what? I'm going to have to transition again. So right. if I ever think I have to stop, that, that's going to be the day I, I go down. And you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. six feet under. And still then, you still transitioning if you want to get to it. Yeah, no frill. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that question, I'm still growing. You know what I'm saying? I'm still learning. I'm still, you know, trying to change ways that childhood trauma, shit like that. So, I mean, realistically, you can't necessarily, like, base that, you know, that question. I feel like my best advice for everybody is keep keep transitioning. It's okay. No, and I feel like I love that you said it like that because the times in my life, 15, I thought I was a man, mm -hmm. right? Then 18, joined the Marine Corps, thought I was a man again. Um. But I will say that I did have a moment last year mm -hmm. that I really felt like, you know what, like I am finally turning into the man that I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So like you said, it's still a continuation. It's still a, still, a continual like, growth. Even that man that you're supposed to be, everybody has his vision painted and we all going to paint it differently. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So of, of that man you're supposed to be, we're, we're evolving. You know what I'm saying? Shit ain't going, 10 years from now, we no. gonna look at this podcast and be like, ha ha, remember when they used to use fucking cameras? Like no, now bro. it's holographic and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so there's, you know, we're going to be transitioning so much um, that my, my advice to you, and I'm not saying that you even asked for it, is that man that you think you're supposed to be, don't cap it. No, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, don't, don't put that lid on that motherfucker and just be like, Oh, this is, this is who I'm supposed to be because everything's going to alter. It's going to alter with your love life. As soon as you have kids, you know what I'm saying? It's going to alter with your jobs and, and shit like that. You're going to be constantly evolving. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, so, right. and that's what I feel like more so has, has kind of transitioned for me is that mindset to kind of know that I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly getting better every day. Mm -hmm. And I'm, Focusing more, I just deactivated my Instagram in order to, my personal one, in order to fully focus on the things that I feel like God has for me. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that I kind of pushed to the side and didn't, you know, elevate with me and transition with me because I was so focused on, you know, what was on my story or what was I posting. And, you know, I, I've done that before, but see, the thing is, is that with that and my only thing my only thing i'm gonna critique it a little bit um is I, i've i've deactivated my instagram and i was like i'm not activating this shit until i can take my shirt off and i have a fucking six pack but realistically if you want to get down to like the nitty and gritty you got to learn how to block out the distractions mm -hmm. naturally 
You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't have to go to the extent of, you know, getting on Instagram and deleting your app. You or you or shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So once you once you get a hang of it, just try, you know what I'm saying? Only picking up and checking your Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Once a day for 30 minutes. Yeah, no, I think you know it's definitely it's not something that I feel like is going to be a forever thing or mm -hmm. something that I it's more so I knew what was taking my focus. Mm -hmm. And that's what I feel like is, is part of being for me, part of being the man that I feel like I need to be is understanding those distractions and just cutting them out. Like there's no there's no point. There was really no benefit from me having my personal mm -hmm. Cause I do all my business on the other one. So it's just kind of like, you know, what was I really getting from that? And am I really focusing and what was it affecting? Mm -hmm. And it was affecting a lot more than just me personally. It was affecting those that were around me that I wanted to be around me. And, and that's, and that's where I go to tell you that I think that it's best if you look at it in a sense of, I'm not going to let this thing take my time no mm -hmm. more. You know what I'm saying? And, and cause you're going to eventually activate your Instagram and then those distractions going to be there again. You know what I'm saying? So my best bet, it's it's a lot more harder to know that that shit is open on your phone than to just delete the app. If I delete the app, I'm, I might search it the first couple of days. But after that, you know, I'm, I'm going to know it's not there. But it's yeah. like it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like a recovering drug addict. And, and social media is the same thing. I'm sorry. Social media and drugs is the same fucking thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can sit there on TikTok like this and I can do that shit on, on, on drugs, too. You know what I'm saying? So I think important, just just try it out. You know what I'm saying? Try, because the biggest thing in life is learning discipline. And that's in different ways. Everything is going to be a different way. You know what I'm saying? When you want something, you're disciplined. But I feel like at the end of the day, don't block yourself because you don't know who's going to hit you up because they know you by Ricky. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, and in that aspect, is definitely something. That's why I said it won't be a, a forever thing. But I do think it's a right now thing. And that's the decision okay. that I feel like. I support it. Yeah, it's just, it's honestly helped. Like, even just in the last week, um, I've just seen a difference in just a shift in my focus and just my connection. I'm also fasting as well. Okay. Um, like, so, full fast, no eating, no... No, no, so I'll st there's, like, different types of fasting. So it's just giving up things that I know oh, was affecting you. my got connection you, got with you, God. Got you, got you, so more of a spiritual. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and that was one of them, and I honestly do feel like I'm, I'm, I'm getting whether it's through my dreams or just different things on music that I listen to. Like I cut out all music, but gospel, I will put down the radio if I don't have my phone connected and not listen to anything. Um, and I do that because I do want to funnel the things in which yeah. I'm looking at or listening to and talking to the people that I have around me and the influences that I mm -hmm. have around me. And I think that it's time for me to break the generational curses, you know? And I think, that the more that I focus on myself and how I can continue to build, the better it is for the people that do come in my life. And I'm, I'm just going to tap in on that because uh, I've been doing a lot of what you're saying right now, not necessarily fasting, but just changing my outlook on life. Mm. Um, like I said, I had that gray, crowd, uh, gray cloud, you know, over my head and shit like that. And, um, you know, I found myself thanking God for the shit that I have. Yeah. Excuse my language. I shouldn't have said shit. That that was fucked up. Um, but you know, like just being thankful. Like yeah. I, I I don't got I don't got a lot. I don't got near what I want out of this life. But thank you for what I have. And I feel like I, you know I'm so used to like my mom always used to tell me you're so fucking lucky. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm so used to all these things kind of like rolling and it just be luck. 
And my wife looked me in my eyes. She said, you sir, shit's not rolling like that no more. And I didn't understand that. I was mm. like, what, what the fuck you mean it's not rolling? Like, that's like you just took my my four my four leaf clover and walked away with it. Like, what are you talking? But she was right. She was absolutely right. You know what I'm saying? Like, sh- shit was not going down the way that it used to. And I realized it's because there was no connection with the universe, with God. You know what I'm saying? The first thing I, every night before I close my eyes now, and I've been doing this even when shit wasn't going my way. Right. And now that things are going my way, I'm doing it 10 times harder. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's that's refreshing. It, it, I feel like it's really important before I go to sleep every night, I run through everything I'm thankful for yes. before, before the morning. You know, what's crazy. And I don't even know if you know this, but it actually like, I'm, I can't think of the scripture specifically right now, but it says that every mm-hmm. prayer should always start with the things that you're grateful for before and, you start going and asking him for and, anything. And, and I mean, I'm not trying to get too much. Cause I know we don't got a lot of time left, but I don't know if anybody out there is familiar with like the secret. Have you read it? Have you heard of it? It's the law of I attraction. Like that shit will blow your mind. Go watch the movie. I always recommend people to, to, to watch the movie. You know what I'm saying? And I found like, as things are starting to align, you know, I'm going to be opening a breakfast place soon. So, um, you know, as things and I got my job, you know, my my eight to four, eight to three, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's at home. That's what I've been wanting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I've imagined myself in these situations. You know, I've imagined imagined myself opening the doors to my my breakfast yeah. place. All that stuff you're manifesting. And you know, I actually to keep it a buck with you, I got into it today with my wife because I was like, look, like you keep saying X, Y, and Z, and it's all happening. Like you have to change your, your, your word flow. You gotta, mm-hmm. you know, be thankful for what you have and not what you don't have. Right. And, and I mean, I would love seeing to seeing the glass half full, not half. Exactly. And, and that, and I think when I shifted my mindset, um, I still, I feel like God was like, you're being ungrateful. And then it took me to go rock, hit rock bottom. You know what I'm saying? And still be thankful Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because my rock bottom is not somebody else's rock bottom. My rock bottom is probably a lot better than somebody else's rock bottom. You know what I'm saying? And it's, and I was still thankful. I was still thanking him. I was still, you know, I was still doing everything I was supposed to do. And, and it was, it was true. It wasn't like, thank you, hook me up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was like, I am so thankful. You know what I'm saying? For everything you're doing for me, even though, you know, it's not what I see I need right now. Right. And then bam, shit just started going. You know, we haven't, I haven't talked to you probably for, for what, three weeks, a month, something like that. I mean, since I talked to you, I've gotten a job, you know, and I'm not here bragging. I'm no, here saying I'm manifesting. I'm, man, you don't even, I'm happy. I'm yeah. excited. Like I'm, I'm excited. For you know, you. And, and in a sense, it's a dream job. You know what I'm saying? I work from home. I get salary. I get commission and I'm about to open a breakfast place. You know what I'm saying? And hey, that's you, a, we got the little clapping joint. We need to put the little. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and, and y'all would never know. I was sitting here laughing with everybody, and y'all don't even know what I go through mm-hmm. mentally. You know what I'm saying? And nobody does, vice versa. And that's why I want to. I want to close out and definitely allow the people to understand is that that's why it was important for us to have this because I feel like a lot of people don't understand what we've been through, mm-hmm. what the things that, and why we think a certain way. Like, we are both super deep thinkers, which is why I think we've always sat here. And been able to have conversations like this and allow people to reach a different level of their mm-hmm. brain that I don't feel like they normally do. And I think it's important for people to understand that later is now. Mm-hmm. 
stop allowing yourself to always say, well, I could do this on Monday or I can do this and, and, and understand that take the same way that you ask, you may ask God or whoever you pray to for me is God. And you ask for the things in which you want or goals or whatever, not specifically you, but viewers understand that you still have to put the work in as well. Yeah. Like it's not just him. You just lay there and all of a sudden you wake up tomorrow. Boom. It's yeah. there. No, you still have to put well, the work I mean, in as well. And, and I'm going a, I'm to a leave them with, you know what I'm saying? Letting them know that like, like manifesting and all that shit is real. Yeah. You put in the work and you know, you, you do all that stuff, but you know what I'm saying? If it, if it's something as simple as like a new car or something like imagine yourself driving that shit because mm -hmm. that's going to drive you. You know what I'm saying? Vision boards. I'm, I just built mine. My shit is lit. I'll look at that motherfucker. I'll tap my wife and be like, hey, that's going to be our son's room. I did that shit today. No, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm manifesting that shit. You know what I'm saying? And alter your train of thought. Everything that happens negative, you know, find some something. There's you gotta there's something in there you gotta be thankful right. for. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what I'm gonna leave the viewers on, you know, on like a, on a more, you know what I'm saying, positive note. You know what I'm no, saying? I Just be it. thankful. Hey, thank you for tuning in. Thank you in. guys. Episode seven, dig deeper. Got to know us a little bit, a lot more, actually. Um, we allowed ourselves to be a lot more vulnerable, but we'll see you guys for sure next week. Thank you. Peace. Appreciate y'all.